Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! here with you on a Wednesday morning. Glad that we'll, you'll be joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Want to give you guys a quick update if you're listening, if you're a normal overcast listener, we are working on a solution to that. Hope to have something uh, by the end of the week and that'll be back on with you guys. Long story short, with that, that app feeds through Apple Podcasts when there's some sort of mix up there. We have reached out to them. Hopefully, we'll have that fixed. Anywhere else you're getting your podcast from, though, still should be good. So we appreciate you guys joining us, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This is definitely a night for Joel T. That if uh, they were open at this late hour, he would be hitting up some Strange Brew Coffee. I, you can, know, I can see how tired you are. I you can know, see the, it on your face. Well, I, I am tired. It's been a long day. Um, and then I had to go to one of my sons had an allergy appointment in Tupelo. So I had to go to Tupelo. Oh, had man. to rush back from Tupelo, get to the hump. Uh, Kind of a long day, but uh, where, where I started to say was, I run into this issue where, like, I would love to have the blueberry cobbler going right now with you. Yeah. The problem is, it's it, it's not really going to fully kick in until I leave here, at which point it will be 12.30 a.m. Yeah, and then you want to go to bed. Yeah, so I don't really need to be that jacked right now. But what I can do is look forward to that blueberry cobbler that's coming tomorrow, or today as you listen. Exactly. It will be delicious, and I'll be wooing all day. I, I hope. I hope to hear it. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors at uh, College Corner. Remember this. You know, we're going to talk some baseball in just a few minutes, and uh, you're going to want to come up to baseball this year. No question about that. Because right now, what else do you have at this point in the game? Get some new stuff. Football's undefeated. 2021. Have not. Have not lost a game. Haven't lost a game since November of 2020. That's been a long time. Feels like longer than it is, but it, you know, you see what I'm saying? Is that right? No, that's not correct. They lost to Auburn in December. Never mind. Never mind that. Ixnay on that. I tried. I tried to be. See, this is what happens when I try to be positive. It doesn't work for me. I got to stay on my brand. Stay. Uh, stay on my lane. Um, anyway, College Corner. Stay in that lane. Get yourself some brand new maroon and white merchandise. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Stop laughing at me. Well, and I was there. just thinking whether you're whether you're crying or whether you're celebrating, you can do it in some fresh, some great good new looking gear. duds. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. 2021 needs to be the best year ever for your business. Let's get that going with a call to Advantage Business Systems. Let's upgrade your technology. It is 2021. You can't make profits on 2001 technology. You've got to upgrade. Now's the time to do it. Here at the beginning of the year and let the profits roll in the rest of the way. Call Advantage Business Systems today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. And you find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. Joel, you hear that noise? Yeah. That is a boulder rolling down a hill. <laughs> Man, buddy, 
I don't think it's coming back up. Uh, Mississippi State drops a 64-46 loss to Ole Miss, a game that the Rebels dominated. basically dominated from start to finish. They the, This term gets overused sometimes, but it's absolutely accurate. They imposed their will. Yeah. They wanted to muddy the game up. They wanted to slow everything down. They didn't want to get into a track meet. That's exactly what they did. Controlled the pace. And once again, once again, the zone defense of Ole Miss flummoxes Mississippi State. They had no answers for it. Their offensive sets were as stagnant as we've seen them all year. Uh, DJ Stewart, 16 points. I'm sorry, 14 points. But on 7 of 16. Is that right? 14 or 16? How many points yeah, do you have? Stewart. Well, it was 16 or 18. It was not 14. I know that. Then it had to be uh, It had to be 16 then. He didn't have 18. Um, but 7 of 16 shooting. The, 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 the numbers I, I've pulled on DJ Stewart is he's now 19 of his last 56 uh, shooting. He did have 18. Never mind. So, but he's 19 of his last 56 shooting since the Missouri game. Tolu Smith, the only other Bulldog in double figures with 10 points. He battled foul trouble all night. Molinar, 7 points on 3 of 10 shooting. Adu was 1 of 5. Johnson was 1 of 5. Davon Smith, 1 of 5. Bad. All around. 35% shooting. Rebels out-rebound state by 6. They forced a dozen turnovers. 9 offensive rebounds led to 13 second-chance points. State only had 4 second-chance points in the game. 13 to 4 outscored. I mean, every every stat. They were beaten in every... Pretty much every category, including, and DJ Stewart essentially admitted this, energy, effort. kind of. Well, he didn't say effort, he said energy, but, I mean, <laughs> it was as ugly as it gets. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this, to be honest well, with Well, let's start with the fact that state law, they didn't, we, we talk all year about body language and attitude, and it felt like, not tonight. It they really looked like, especially once Ole Miss grabbed the lead, they didn't want to play. They had no answer. To, I mean, they had no answer, and that goes back. You know, that's a player problem and a coaching problem because you got to coach an answer into them. You know, like this is what we're going to do to beat this Ole Miss zone. Instead, you, all they did was pass the ball around the perimeter. You know, it's kind of weird because the one three one is what we always talk about with Ole Miss. That's really not what they did tonight. I mean, they did. I think they did it some, but a lot of the night it was just a two three zone. Yeah. And State couldn't do a darn thing with it. Couldn't shoot over it. Couldn't penetrate and dribble drive out of it. Couldn't find anything in down. Nothing. Ole Miss completely dominated the game defensively. You know, State would have been best served, I think, by playing fast, by trying to get up and down the court quickly because Ole Miss is good in their half-court defense. But instead, State, it felt like tonight more than any game, really tried to slow down the pace, which is exactly what Ole Miss, a team that is not a good scoring team, wants you to do. They played right into the Ole Miss hands. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I just think there's a lot of blame to go around, man. Uh, nobody played well. I don't think that uh, <laughs> here, here's Joel telling a, a guy that's been to four, you know, three Final Fours that he didn't coach well. I, don't, I didn't think Ben Howland's... He didn't, though. Didn't, <laughs> he coached all that well. Just nothing was... <sighs> Nothing was good about him, and, and and when this team just again one of those shows, I kind of felt like this during football season. I feel like it during basketball season now a little bit. I feel like you could just put it on repeat. Right when state starts 
getting some semblance of momentum, and if you just win this one, then it really feels like you're yeah. going in the right direction. Well, this is three years of this show it's, with basketball. This is our third basketball season, if I'm correct. Yeah. And it's the same time. It's the same story every time. Yeah, and Ole Miss at least once a year does it. I mean, Ole Miss is dominating the series right now. Eleven of the last fifteen have gone to the Rebels. Now, I don't guess of those fifteen. You know, I mean, they're not all fifteen Howland. I don't guess. I guess that kind of stretches into the end of Rick Ray, right? Fifteen yeah. times, yeah. But yeah, still, um, I, I mean, whenever it's your rival kicking you in the crotch, yeah. At least once a year. I mean, it, it hurts even more kind yeah. of deal. So, I, I don't know. It, it's so difficult to break this down because, look, I, I know there's a lot of folks listening that are just completely off the howling bandwagon. A lot and, of that. And, and, and in, the, in the micro sense, I get it because it was ugly on Tuesday. In the macro sense of this season, though, I feel like he's overachieved a little bit with this team. Um, I I don't know that if you had told us to break it down before the season started where this team would be going into the Ole Miss game, I don't know that we would have had them where they were. Right. But they were there, and that's a credit to Howland. Right. And so you get this in-game thing where it doesn't seem like at times it's the greatest in-game coaching ever right. by any stretch of the imagination, but yet this team I feel like has – at least up until Tuesday night, overachieved. So if you're going to criticize him for one thing, you got to praise him for that. Yeah. And so I, I don't know where that leaves MSU. I mean, they, what I tell you, I don't even think we were talking about this on the show. I think it was after the show was done. We were just sitting here reading some basketball notes. And if this team wins 10 SEC games this year, it'll just be the second time in school history right. that they've reached double digits in SEC victories in three straight years. So, I mean... That's credit to Howland a little bit. Yeah. You know, there, there's there are things, despite the fact there are many that don't want to admit it, there are good things about the Howland era. There, there's some, you know, really good things about the Howland era. I think it's just the frustration that you can't, for whatever reason, this team, it's like they get right up to the edge, right up to the promised land where you think maybe they can take it to where the momentum is back in the program and then it just gets snatched away time and time again. And, and, I don't know. For everybody that out there saying it's time to cut bait with Howland or whatever, well, okay, who are you going to hire? Well, I mean, I mean, who, who who's going to push you into the promise? There, there are definitely plenty of coaches out there that you could hire that can advance this program. The problem is, and just for me personally, that I don't follow college basketball enough to give you a name and feel confident about it. Well, a name you felt confident about it six years ago was Ben Howland. Well, no question. So yeah. there's but no it, guarantees. No but it hasn't what you do worked. Here. Yeah. Here's the truth of this matter. And th- you can argue everything else you want to argue on both sides of this matter, but this is the truth. Mississippi State fans will never support a coach that doesn't consistently beat Ole Miss. Period. You can be, and you you know, before anybody goes crazy, think about Bill Curry at Alabama. Good coach, won a lot of games, but could not beat Auburn, so they fired him. Simple as that. You cannot lose like this to Ole Miss, especially when Ole Miss is not good. This was a team, Ole Miss, I mean, they have played terribly this season. And you go out there, and not only do you lose on your own home court, you got pushed around. You got embarrassed. No Mississippi State fan is ever going to support a coach that can't beat Ole Miss regularly. 
You know, everybody loves Schaefer and all the great stuff that he did, but it starts with beating Ole Miss. You know, Mullen knew that. That's why from day one he preached it. And then he went out and beat them three in a row. And by the time you got to 2012, everybody loved Dan Mullen. Everybody loved it at the end of 2009, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, you look at the la- state in baseball. They've won, I think it's 16 of the last 18 against Ole Miss. If, you know, they're only playing three games this year against them. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But if Lamonis loses all three, it really doesn't, you know, unless you get to Omaha, it's not going to make a difference. It's, people are going to be mad. Howland has lost. He has never swept Ole Miss. He's been swept by Ole Miss, and he's split with them all the rest of the time. Yeah, I, I know he has four wins. I don't know how many. Lo- I mean, I guess he's well, been there for six what, years, six right? Years, so I don't think he's six. ever. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's ever played them in the tournament. So he would be four and. Oh, he's. I think he's four, four and six. eight. Because you'd play him twice a year. Yeah. So so this is six year, but he's only played him once, once this year. year. So he's four and seven. Now, I bet if I if I had to guess, I, I know he only has four wins. Right. So, I mean, that would, that would have to be the case, right? Because I know there's a year he got swept. Yeah, I guess so. But it, it, either way, it's not a winning record. Right. Nobody's, no, no state fan's going get to on, get on board with that guy. Never. This was an opportunity. And, and a shout-out to, to Beale Street Dog. One of one of my best critics, you know. He, he, he holds <laughs> He's my on feet. you sometimes. He holds my feet to the fire. But at the end of the day, people. He said, "I, I framed this as a must-win game." That's because it was what it was. If you wanted people to buy into your program, you had to beat Ole Miss today, and you didn't do it. And now, look at the message boards. Look at look at the uh, the, the social media feeds. Look at the people walking out of the hump with five minutes to go in the game because they're disgusted. And it's been like this for six years. And look, I, you're right that you know, the program, when he got here, was the worst in the conference. And he has built it back to the point where it's respectable at least, right? You're winning a lot of games that you probably you know, wouldn't have won before he got here. And the SEC is really weird this year. You know, you, We saw State beat Florida on Saturday. Florida goes to Tennessee tonight and manhandles them. The only team that's been consistent all year is Alabama, who unfortunately State plays next, and they're reigning in threes like they're the Golden State Warriors from a couple years back. But at the end of the day, you, know, you can show me whatever you want to show me. If you can't beat Ole Miss every, every, you know, more than you lose to them, you can't be the coach of Mississippi State. What's, what's every press conference we go to to when a coach is hired? They all make the same joke, the same tire. Well, I asked the first person I met told me how important it was to beat Ole Miss. Ah, it's the truth. It's important to beat your rival. And Ole Miss fans can talk about being upset. It, it, it's crap from them. Well, and a They're, lot of they, they need it too. Yeah, and a lot of the reason for that is not only are state and Ole Miss rivals. A lot of times, I mean, football. This has been the case, especially. I don't know if, now with basketball. There's not divisions and things, right. so I don't know if it's so much that. But in, in football, in particular, I mean, a lot of times, you know, tr- traditionally, one of you is going to be near the bottom of the league, right? And so you're going to have to beat the other one if you want to do anything. Uh, you know, nationally relevant. You got to get past the other one, and then when you add in the fact it is the rival from an hour and a half up the road, uh, yeah, man, it's <sighs> Howland is such the epitome of the coach that you can lay out the case for why you shouldn't touch him, mm-hmm. and you can also lay out the case for why he's 
got a little trouble I think around him. The biggest reason, and it being a COVID year, sort of masks this. There's no support for this program, none. If we could have had full crowds, there might have been a good crowd tonight. There would have been a good crowd tonight, and then, well, I don't know. They're on the road a couple of times. It depends on what they would do on the road. The before. next game is against Alabama and Tennessee. You're Just probably me crazy. You're probably losing. Go you probably. So then you, you've lost four of your last five. I don't. The next home game is against Iowa State. Three thousand people. Yeah, I was gonna say four thousand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's just no Half support that. for this program. You know, it's it. We talked about apathy with the women the other day. For the men, it's not apathy because people still get angry, but they don't go to the games to get angry. They just watch them on TV and then get then they get angry. They're not apathetic. They're just not willing to invest. Exactly. Like yeah, they they want the team to do well, and and they they you know. It's just reached the point now where nobody's going to get back into this until there is consistency. It cannot continue to go up and down, up and down like this. And you got to start beating. Look, Ole Miss is not good. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think they're going to be good for the foreseeable future. You know, I know they're bringing in Deshaun Ruffin next year, and he's a uh, the top prospect in the state, and I get that, but I just don't see it. You know, I think Kermit is going to be in real trouble at the end of next season. So, you have to beat this team. Last year, you went to Ole Miss. They were not good. They beat you by 27. A couple of years ago, you went to Ole Miss, the year you won the NCAA tournament. You went to the NCAA tournament. And you had a double-digit lead on them, and you blew it. And a lot of these times, they're losing the same way to them. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's been Tyree tonight. It was Shuler. Schuler went for 22 yeah. points. Yeah, Schuler played the, the role shots. of Tyree, but I'm just saying, like, so the point a lot of times... I, I said in tweet, on Twitter, I said, are we sure he's not disguised yeah. as Breer and Tyree? Yeah, Tyree. but I, st- where I was going was the state looks pitiful against Ole Miss offensively a lot of the time. Yeah. And not, then, not that they're just world beaters think, offensively. Think about, and the thing about the, anyway, the game but, down here in Starville last year where state just dominated them, you know, and they just kept, put, they kept feeding the ball to Reggie Perry and Ole Miss had no answer for them. You know, and that would have probably been the case tonight. You know, Ole Miss goes in the zone. You've got to drive to the bucket, make them foul you. I thought, I thought early that's what was going to be the plan. They got a couple quick fouls on Romello White, and I thought, okay, this is where they're going to go with this. And instead, Ole Miss just closed up shop. So give credit to Ole Miss, by the way. Played their best game of the year, I thought, and and were they they looked good. You know, they 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 looked like the team that was favored to win. And you know you watch them play, and you're just like, "How is this team so bad?" Because they, they they worked hard defensively, but State made it easy for them. I think this was definitely a game for me that State lost. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any question about that. So. They they just didn't they didn't look. You talk about fans getting invested. I mean, there were points in the game where it didn't look like the team was invested in trying right. to win this game uh, on Tuesday. But I guess now you try to roll that ball back up the hill, right? And gosh almighty, it's uh, it's it's getting heavier too, based on the who's coming up. People and fewer people are pushing. <laughs> I mean, pe- people aren't. There's, I mean, the game is at noon on Saturday, right? I mean, how many people do you really think state fans? Are, is the average Mississippi State fan going to watch that game on Saturday? I'm not even talking about go to, not drive to Tuscaloosa to the best named stadium in the SEC. Oh, no doubt about that. But, I mean, is are they even going to watch? I'll watch because I have to. It's my job. If I'm not... People watch. Now, how quickly I'm will they I'm telling you tune? right now, I know some people tonight who they, are huge they, fans that did not watch. They're like, I knew what was going to happen. They, they didn't even watch like the first five minutes just to kind of see? No. 
They, that's because they have no faith. And why should they at this point? I, I'm telling you right now, it's, it, it, people, people are ready to wash their hands of this. There's no question about that. I think, I think right now if you took a straw poll of Mississippi State fans, they would be ready to move on. And, you know, it's unfortunate, too, because to me, anyway, and this isn't a knock on any of the other guys, because, I, I mean, I've covered a lot of guys on this basketball team I really like um, over the last several years. But this is one of the more likable teams of the Howland era, just the, the cast of characters, I feel like. I think it's a really likable team. Um, yeah. So it's an... But, again, when you play like you played tonight, I mean... Do, do you not it, give them any kind of, like... I, I know... Tonight, I'm kind of taking it out a little bit. I guess you can't take it out, but do you not give them any credit at all for the fact that they have overachieved what we thought coming into the year? That's the I give them credit for that, but at the same time, this was a bad team. If they had played with this kind of effort against Alabama, they might lose by 50. I mean, they might give up like 115, 120 points. Look at Alabama tonight. I think the final score was, what, 115, 85 or something like that on LSU. LSU's not bad. Yeah. You can't, you can't not, you can't not show up. Yeah, and that's what's happening. They say didn't show up. They just, they just, they didn't play. Well, it's only, it's only fair to stay consistent here. We talked about this with with Nikki and the girls the other day. Yeah, I mean, when, when your team doesn't show up, it's on, it's on coaching. Yeah, quite, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. All right, let's let's move on into a much more happy topic, and that's going to be brought to you by our good friends at Welcome Home Beef this this spring at Diddy Noble Field, where you're going to be. I would suggest putting some welcome home beef on the grill out there. I'll be heading by later this week. Got to pick up a big eye of round to make those delicious smoked French dip sandwiches. I am really looking forward to those. I'm also going to make some cheese fries, bacon cheese fries. What do you think? Make a homemade cheese sauce? I mean, you cannot go wrong at all. You're going to come over for dinner on Saturday? I think if they're doing this Saturday, you'll come over on that for dinner? I'm gonna come get a sandwich. You're gonna, you're gonna cook, and we're gonna sit there and watch State Bama. And no, that game's at noon. I'm not cooking that. Is it at noon? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was 5 p.m. Isn't it? Oh, oh, now you're messing up my day here. <laughs> Hold on. I was almost positive that that tipped at noon. I was almost positive it was 5 p.m. I wrote 5 p.m. So I got to go correct my story if I'm wrong. Please be noon. Five. Ah. Oh! Why did I think noon? Is the next one at noon? God Almighty! All right, five p.m. Yeah, you can come over and watch the game then. Yes, that <laughs> right, throws me off. So I was so happy thinking about that big sandwich, and now I'm not as happy anymore. But I'll be happy once I have some welcome home beef for sure, and you will be too. So go by there today, six six two two six eight eight one four eight. You give them a call. Or you can look online at welcomehomebeef.com to see if they'll ship out to you. In all likelihood, that's going to be the case. And you can enjoy some great products at your house, on the grill, in the pot, or the pan this weekend. Whether the game tips at noon or at 5, I can't control. But with Welcome Home Beef, one thing I know for sure. It just tastes good. All right, MSU baseball schedule basically out. Three games are not taken care of yet because that will be announced, I was told, later this week. The... uh, the Globe Life Field, uh, I don't know what they're calling it, uh, tournament out there. Yeah, I don't know if it has an official name. Oh, I'm it's sure basically it does, a, a they've brought back the Winn-Dixie Showdown <laughs> yeah. from the old days. If, if you're old enough to remember that, uh, the Louisiana schools would host a state in the uh, Superdome. And I think the last one was in 1998, and that was I was at that Mississippi State uh, Southern Ole Miss back before Mike Bianco showed up. 
didn't want to come down there and play those teams. Because, I mean, back in the LSU, Tulane, and UNO even, good baseball school. So they, they brought in Arkansas that year to go with State and, and USM. Friday night, LSU, Mississippi State in the Superdome. About 15,000. That was a fun, fun atmosphere. And State won that game, as I recall. Um, so that, that, that tournament is happening. It's State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas against Texas, TCU, and Texas Tech, I believe. I believe that's so right. So they haven't and announced the pairings yeah, yet. Yeah, I think that that might be coming later this week. That's coming. It is coming later this week is yeah. what I was told. Uh, and then State will start the, fir- the first home game of the year, December. I'm sorry, December. February 23rd. It'll feel like December. <laughs> uh, <laughs> against Jackson State. Two-game set there. And then Tulane. State has not played Tulane since that 1998 Winn-Dixie showdown that I just mentioned, but a three-game set with the Green Wave, that'll be good for uh, for RPI purposes. Tulane's usually a pretty good team. And then the fighting Jake Gotros, right? Didn't yeah. he used to play at Tulane? Is that right? He did. Yeah. Or I don't know if he played. He coached there. So, yeah. so did another uh, former MSU uh, yeah. coach. And then the most controversial game of the year, <laughs> Southern Miss in Pearl. Why is that controversial in case you've missed it? Because State will not be playing the Governor's Cup this year in Pearl. So sort of an odd situation there that you play USM there, but not Ole Miss. So it is what it is. Tennessee Tech, the last time they were in the state of Mississippi, they had a great time up in Oxford. But we'll see what happens there. They come to Starkville March 5th. Grambling on the 9th. Louisiana Lafayette, a fine school with fine people. March the 10th. That game was originally scheduled to be played in Biloxi. State has decided to move that uh, to try to you know keep COVID problems away. Eastern Michigan comes to uh, Starkville on March 12th through the 14th. That'll Fighting be, Scott Weatherby there, that'll be right? Scott Weatherby series. <laughs> Samford on the 16th and then conference play begins. State kept the exact same conference set up as a year ago, so whatever teams were coming to Starkville, what teams that State was going to is yeah. the same. The dates are the only thing that are different. LSU starts it off. MSU at LSU in Baton Rouge. Uh, and then for going from there, just, we'll just worry about the conference games. Arkansas at home, Kentucky at home, Auburn on the road, Ole Miss at home, April 16th, 17th, and 18th. If I were a betting man, whatever Super Bulldog weekend's going to look like this year, I'm going to guess that's where it'll be. Uh, Vanderbilt in Nashville, the 23rd through the 25th. A&M comes to Starkville the 30th through May 2nd. Weekend at South Carolina, uh, the 7th through the 9th. Missouri. Comes to Starkville the 14th through the 16th of May. And State wraps up the regular season in Tuscaloosa uh, against the Fighting Brent Hudsons the 20th through the 22nd uh, of May. This is going to be a baseball season like no other. The the level of the quality of play. It's already great in the SEC, but it's going to be as high as it's ever been. Um, State, you may have seen in the D1 baseball poll, ranked 7th. I think four other SEC teams were in the top six. <laughs> Ole Miss was sixth. I know Florida was number one. I think Vanderbilt was three. I'm not sure. About, I don't think LSU was up there. I mean, it's it's the it's SEC baseball. Nothing's really changed. Everybody is going to be really, really good this year. I know a lot of you guys are wondering about attendance. From what I was told, we're going to start at 25%. That's that's what they're hoping to do, you know, and then go from there. But to be fair, that has not even been has said not been yet. announced. I was told that they're expecting another state uh, statement from Tate Reeves, from the governor, where he will address the you know because baseball season is coming up, so you know you, you need to say what you're going to do. But they expect it to stay the same as it was for football, for outdoor events to stay at 25. percent So, how many chairback seats are at Duty Noble? Because I think that's where you, I don't think you can count. 
you can't say, well, they can put fifteen thousand in there because you can't. I don't think you can count where people stand. Yeah. Right? I. And there's like six thousand seats. I, I don't even know for sure, to be honest with you. I probably should know the answer to that, and I, I don't off the top of my head. I nearly said, like, uh, around 8,000, but you may be right. There's no if way If only we had a device. Yeah. That doesn't, there's no way that's accurate. What does it say? It says 13,000. 13,000 seats? Yeah, there's there's not 13,000 no. chair bags. No, so that's not right. Um, regardless, I would expect, you know, four to five, four... Maybe between three and forty five hundred. Does that that make sense? Three thousand to forty five hundred. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know how how they're going to manage. And it feels like the lounge because I don't think you can cram somebody in every rig. Right, and that sort of deal. I don't know. How they may have to tell people out, like every other game or something. Yeah, or like you have this weekend and they, they have, have the next, next weekend. weekend. I, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be some hard decisions and angry people. Now, my guess is as vaccines continue to roll out, and I'm playing politics here, but maybe by the time we get to May. You can be up to like 50 to 75%. That's my hope. Um, I'm not sure about that. But regardless of that, college baseball is happening at pretty much a full schedule. This is a very tough schedule just because of the nature of the, the quality of competition. I wonder what you do with like like contact tracing stuff with baseball. Are, are these guys going to do – some of them going to sit in the stands or something to make sure they spread out a little more? I mean, because <laughs> – Sometimes those dugouts can be close quarters, you know? I mean, you, you're going to be around somebody for more than the 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, where you get contact traced. Um, I'll be interested to see how they, they handle all that. But you know what? I'm glad they're they're going to try because it's been since March when they walked off the field down in Biloxi against Texas Tech, and that season in 2020 got canned early and, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if they're going to spread out in the stands. I don't know how many people are going to be at Duty Noble Field. But, man, to see that schedule come out, it was almost like just the sun, the well, sunshine. Christmas the, morning to I it. mean, it, yeah, it was. It really was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I got a tip that that was going to happen today, and I was just like, thank you. For two reasons. One, I've been looking forward to it. But two, I knew we had a second segment. <laughs> I knew for sure we had something else to talk about in this basketball game, come, come win or lose. Um no Governor's Cup though. That is kind of yeah, strange. and that's and that's that's a bummer, you know. I get it though. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of logistics for that. I there get is. that. And I wonder if like, like this, you talked about Southern Miss. They're playing Southern Miss and mm-hmm. Pearl. If there's just like a contractual difference in the two games, probably kind of, kind of deal. There are definitely some financial considerations. Yeah. I would imagine. And so I, it's just easier to do the Southern Miss game than it would yeah. be. But that said, Ole Miss isn't playing Southern. They normally play them in Pearl, so. It's an odd situation, but I mean, it, it was obvious that from the statement that was released, both schools thought the same way of it. Yes. So, I mean, it really, at the end of the day, you can sort of t- the real issue is Ole Miss is tired of getting that ass kicked. <laughs> what if that was a statement? Yeah. What, what, we at Ole Miss was... don't want to play them in any more games than we have to because even though Jake Mangum's gone, we we don't feel confident. That's what they, they should have had a Jake Mangum statement that said we're tired of beating that rear. Yeah. Or something like that. MSU spokesman Jake Mangum said, typical. <laughs> I may reach out to Jake for an official statement. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to send a text tomorrow or today as we're listening. We uh, see if old Jake's around before he heads off to spring training. We do. Maybe, maybe we could, well, he's supposed to come here and let Cole Gordon strike you out. I mean. I'm just saying, that's supposed to happen. 
Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Oh, we're gonna get. We're gonna make it happen. I'm gonna tell him like, look, he got beamed one time, so do it again. Okay. Just, just rear back, 92, right in his ear. See what happens. Worst comes to worst, it'll be the the Brian Haydad and Cole Gordon show. <laughs> After that, he can just take over for. I would much rather Cole just rear back and throw it as opposed to throw that hook. Because if he throws the curve, I'm screwed. I, I there's, want. There's I'm no. Tell, look, here's hitting. what I'm gonna tell him to do. I'm like, I want, I want. A mediocre fastball. I want your best fastball, and I want the hook. That's your three pitches. The mediocre one, I got a shot at, at, yeah. at touching. Everything else, I'm. Everything's gonna come in there about ninety three. <laughs> you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear it. It's gonna be like a jet. You're gonna hear it go by and hear the glove pop before you see it. Like, where, what? Oh, you threw it already? That's oh, a, that'll be fun if we can make it happen. All right, but anyway, baseball season. Uh, February 19th, so we are literally a month away uh, from the start of the college baseball season for Mississippi State. That is going to be a fantastic uh, – That I, I, of all the things that – of all the sporting events that COVID has taken from us, and it's taken – and obviously I, the football games would have liked that full crowds and all that, but I get that, but I really wanted to go to this in Arlington. And I, I'm sure I could still go, but it, it feels like – You have to go and then do Zooms, and it's yeah, just kind of it's, it's just not going to be worth – so like – my thought process to sell it to go was like I'll cover both teams. I'll go out there and cover Ole Miss, you know. And, and I like I had I thought I was like I'm gonna set up a, a burner Twitter account, Brian hate at Ole Miss reporter this weekend only, <laughs> and like you know tell because I don't because the state fans they who follow Hotty me. Hotty tighty hate ad. No, don't you dare! <laughs> I've come across this table right now. But no, like Hotty tighty hate ad on Twitter. No, dear God, no. Uh, my thought process was like the state fans who follow me, they don't want to get Ole Miss updates. Well, some do. I was going to say most there, probably. There don't. are some that do, but not all of them. And the Ole Miss fans, you know. So I was like, I'll just set up a separate, or maybe do it from sports. I don't know. But I had that plan, but now it just feels like, eh, not worth That's it. That's what so. you do. You just do it from sports talk and then. Yeah, but even though state fans follow that and they're going to be like, why am I getting play by play on Ole Miss and not from state? I guess I could just do like all weekend I'll be on sports talk. I could do that. Just borrow Rippy's, uh Yeah. Twitter account. He lives in Texas. He'll probably just be there. <laughs> we could have, we could go out and have a beer. What was the picture of him and Bully the other day? He was at a wedding. Okay. <laughs> so, Bully was wearing his mask. Yeah. So, all right. Enough enough fun for one night. Uh, we're only a few hours away from the rumblings. Get your questions in now. Joel and I will answer them. Uh, if you're still hot about last night and just need to vent, we'll take care of that too for you. And then on Friday's show, we'll we'll do a little bit more of our you know year two into Mike Leach, our deep dive sort of thing that we're looking at, and, and some some thoughts about year two and um, uh, for for Mike Leach and what that's going to look like. Guys, have a great Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.